Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast is the football podcast, or at least that's what it's called for now. That might change. All the gang's here Paul, Matt, Stu, and we're getting stuck into the football. If you're checking us out on YouTube, you get to see our lovely faces. If you're subscribing, even better. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and every subscription does help the channel out, so it's a big help to us and to you. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the football podcast. Recording in progress. Recording in progress. Well, apparently that's true. Everything here says that that is true. So, there you go. Uh, For you YouTube watchers, well, (laughs) you're in for a treat. Look at all these beautiful faces. There's even a man wearing a pink t-shirt. That's how progressive we are. For you listeners right now, you think I'm lying... Because you can only hear my voice. So uh, we'll have to have a roll call. Um, Host of the... I mean, it's an amazing name. Um, It it takes a little bit of working out what we're actually discussing. But host of the football podcast, Paul Williams, in a beautiful red t-shirt, repping his team. Uh, Host of the... I mean, it's a it's a monster. It's a giant of a podcast. The Getting Over podcast. Mr. Stuart Woodmancy is here. Hello. Ding dong, indeed. And uh, host of the, let's face it, it's it's the up and coming juggernaut podcast, the uh, the pursuit of happiness. Uh, speaking of speak, speaking of pursuing happiness. Uh, Matthew Moore is here, by the way, uh, but uh, look out for new episodes of Pursuit of Happiness coming down the pipe, so to speak. So, Paul, let's uh, let's kick this puppy right in the groin and let these people know what, what we're up to. Well, indeed, Andrew, as you said. Obviously, welcome along to another instalment of the Football Podcast. Um, obviously, I, I don't know if we ever actually covered it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, but Stu did actually potentially come up with a new name. Um, obviously, it used to be Cast of the Forest for the Tees, um, which Mr. Moore was staunch in his um, dismay at, as he felt it was dismissive of his beloved Nottingham Forest. Uh, that was not the uh, that was not the aim. I promise you, wasn't the aim. But obviously, we have a whole city fan, a tiger, if you will. We have a Middlesbrough fan, a man from the T's, if you will, and we have a Nottingham Forest fan, and they're of course known as the Tricky Trees. So potentially name change of the podcast for Tigers, Tees and Trees incoming within the next few weeks. But 
I was thinking about oh, that today, and I was wondering if then, therefore, we change the order of the name based on how far they, they are up the table. Because, I mean, for the fans of the NFL podcast, everybody knows Andy loves a name change. Look, look at the excitement on his face, YouTube viewers. It is true. But then, obviously, we, we, we have the problem of it's only ever going to be T's, Trees and Tigers or Trees, T's and Tigers. I mean, you don't have to kick me in the balls right from the I was, was going to say, I mean, he's he's jumping straight on that one, isn't he? Just, 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 just hoofing Listen, it in the balls. I have, I have to get my shots in where I can based on the fact that I'm sure we'll come to this later on with Hull's recent results. Yeah, I mean, they 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 put a, they put a loss on my team. I'm I'm, I'm taking it well. <laughs> I just thought you were feeling yourself because you were you you all are now in the playoffs, as we we're probably about to discuss. Considering like what two or three weeks ago, we were all set to jump down the hall into League One, holding hands together. <laughs> Still living that dream. Still it, it, did, it did seem as we had. It did seem as we had a collective sort of agreement between the three clubs that we'll all go down, but we'll at least try and have a little competition to see who can finish ball. Yeah, <coughs> they were all like, "Let's see, who, let's see who listens to your podcast now when you're in League One." <laughs> An interesting thought. So yeah, look out for possible name change down the line. Obviously, we'll do a Twitter vote of 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 such magnitude that I'll absolutely work out how to do it. I think I did one before and it went real well. So anyway, um, right, let's do this. Where do you want to start? Well, the best place to start is always the uh, the previous week's games, isn't it? So, obviously, usually we'll go through the predictions we made the week before. Let's see just how wrong we all were. Mainly me. Um, but, you know, I could I could have a week like Andy, where I actually pull something out of my ass and I actually get something correct for a change. But, see, it's know. interesting, because I was, I, was, I was hoping that unprompted you would go down this route. I was <laughs> so... Hoping that without any prompt you would take us on this journey together. Because my word. I started totting it all up in the book and just going, Oh, Paul. Oh, mate. What have you done here? Oh. And then interesting things unfolded. I know for a fact that I've not got any points for my own game. Because I had us down to lose. Flashing forward somewhat. Well, I mean, we're, we're at that point, that point anyway, so we'll just dive straight in. So Middlesbrough didn't lose at the weekend. They also didn't draw. They somehow managed to sneak a 2-0 win away at Cardiff, which is unbelievable, because that's the first time they've won there since 2014. So, unbelievable. It would almost be, like, crazy to predict a 2-0 win for Middlesbrough, wouldn't it? Ah, I see. Yeah. Well, te- technically, yeah. That, that wouldn't be crazy because if you look at their last three results, you might be starting to notice a bit of a pattern. Um, so, 
we've we've already basically covered this one off. But uh, at the point I was like totting things up, I was like, um, anybody want to guess the only person on the podcast that didn't put Middlesbrough down to win? Oh, oh, oh! There he is. That's right. The the Middlesbrough supporter. He did the reverse psychology. Otherwise known as the realist. Hang on a minute. We'll get to that. I'm going to call on this now. You can't. When your team are in the playoffs, you can't go, oh, my team's shit. Oh, I can't believe we're terrible, us lot. And then, yeah, you're eight to the table, so I think you're doing all right. Oh, a little bit. Of, little I mean, bit I can and will, but, you know, that will, we'll get to that. We'll get to that later on. So, this is how it shapes up. Straight away, Paul's not off to a great start. Not only did he predict a goal for Cardiff, and they didn't score, uh, he was the only person that didn't get any points uh, for, for the fact that Middlesbrough won. Obviously, points being a supporter of the team, but none in the book. So... Follow along, get your get your pad and your pens out, and follow along here, because it's about to get weird. <laughs> Sherwood Mansey absolutely had Middlesbrough down to win. Unfortunately, he did give Cardiff a goal, so it just gets in the one point. What's nice is, as Stuart likes to do, correctly picked one of the two goal scorers. Paul, who were the goal scorers? So there was a penalty by Andraj Sporar. Stu, who did you put down to score? That guy. That's right. Who was the other goal? <laughs> the other goal was a first in Middlesbrough Red for Martin Payero. Yeah, when I saw that name, I was like, uh, what? Uh, nobody predicted him to score. So um, unless, you know, unless you put Sporar down, which guess what? Nobody else did. Uh, you weren't getting any points. So, uh, Stu, two points for you, sir. Matthew Moore went in with a one, a, a nil one, or a one nil Middlesbrough win, getting him one point. Went out of the box with his goal scorers, and unfortunately, that's where his scoring ends. One point for you, Matt. Um, I, I I put Middlesbrough to two nil, uh, so, so I got two two points. Um, well done, Andrew. Very well thank, played. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, uh, thanks. I appreciate. It. I've been working hard at my predicting skills, which is absolutely a skill. What is a skill is uh, predicting Luton Town. Versus Hull City. Isn't it, Paul? Oh, God. I can't even remember what I put for this one. Oh, uh, you can't remember what you put? Can't remember what you put? No? What? Stu, what was the uh, what was the score in this game? Um, unsurprisingly, Hull lost again. And they lost by one, one goal to nil. And uh, the goal scorer was Adebayo, I believe. Hmm. Hmm. 
Yeah, so uh, Paul, what did you put down for this for this game? Probably a thumping 4-0 Hull win knowing me, I suppose. Incorrect, it was a 1-0 Cardiff win, so uh, two points for you, sir. Uh, what I can tell you at this point in time is uh, nobody got the goal scorer. Uh, Stu went with the 1-1, no points, and like I said, nobody got the goal scorer. Matt went with a nil-nil draw. I'll uh, I'll leave you to decide what uh, that means for points. And I went with Hull to win one nil. So let's just let's just rewind about two minutes to the point where I said that Paul was the only person that didn't get any points. In the Middlesbrough game, to now being the only person that got points in the Hull City game. Something's afoot at Circle K. Now then, Nottingham Forest went up against Fulham. Matt, anything to say on this one? everyone knows Fulham are going to end up in the top three at least at the end of the season probably the top two probably going to win the whole thing but they were yeah very short unfortunately against them were they? They, I think like, an interesting thing that I read this week was uh, it's called I can't something about a couple of things about Forest and then the £174 million problem I was like oh shit and someone realized, all of a sudden realised that Forest are £174 million in debt and we're definitely screwed no no luckily it wasn't it was the fact that anybody who comes down immediately has £174 million more than the rest of the teams in the division that were there the previous year because that's what they get given for two years so you can go out and buy Harry Wilson from Liverpool for double figures and whatever else. You, you know, you can, so, you know, in in theory, you shouldn't be able to kind of, you know, not, you should not, not go back up again. The Norwich, as it's known as, you know, yeah. when 
United effectively have a twenty-four million pound player that's expendable apparently at the moment, which is uh, just ridiculous. There we go. We've we even got uh, we've got George's thoughts on the situation. I agree with well, George. I agree with George. It's point well made, and I don't think you can argue against it. If I'm honest. Do you know what? I, do you know what I didn't? So obviously, one of one of my uh, podcast bingo favourites is definitely the curse of the old boy, so to speak. This was sort of a reverse one of those this week because. Jed Spence signed for Borough after he was released from Fulham's academy. So, he was technically playing against his old side and scored a goal for them. Now, where does that fall in the curse of the old boy? Or is that the reward of the old boy, I suppose? Well, we ponder that one. Um, any any surprises that nobody picked a four nil Fulham win? Uh, Matt was in fact the closest because he did predict four goals in total. Uh, however, he did give Nottingham Forest one of them, which unfortunately fell fell short. But a point nonetheless. People who also got points, Paul predicted two. Nil Fulham win. Not only that, Mitrovic as a goal scorer, two points. Stu went with a draw, but also predicted Mitrovic to score a goal. One point for you, Stir. Matthew Moore. So close, so close with the score, but alas. One point. However, not only did you predict Mitrovic to score, yeah, you gave him two, and he got two. So that's uh, that's that's two points. Well done to you, sir. Uh, a big th- whopping three for Matt. Um, some of us decided, yeah, Forrest has got this one. I went with a two-one. But I did put Mitrovic down to score that one goal. So, you know, brings it back at the end. So, here we go, gentlemen. This week's total is not one, but two ties. Stu and myself are tied last with three points. Paul and Matt a tied first with four points. I'd even t- I've even toyed with the idea of getting a cheeky uh, tiebreaker question on the go, but uh, I then thought, yeah, we're twenty minutes in and we've got six games to predict. So uh, <laughs> moving on, you can both have the, you can both have the week and rejoice with uh, non-alcoholic beer. Whilst I drink a coffee and a water. Speaking of six football games to predict, we are straight on it with QPR versus Nottingham Forest. 
the way that we do it Friday, is... Friday night game, Friday. under the lights, on the TV. Friday no night. Less. Friday night is alright for fighting. Wait, that was Saturday night. So, the way we do it is if it's your team, you pick last. Uh, whilst filling in the book, I've already put mine in, so I'll just pepper mine in. But I think right now we want to know what Paul thinks is going to happen in the QPR versus Nottingham Forest game. Um, so the, the, rules, the rule sort of stands here, technically, but it's for the manager. So QPR's manager is uh, Mark Warburton, who for a small period of time was in the dugout at Forest. Um, I'll go for a slender 1-0 QPR win. Goal scorer? Stone Cold Charlie Austin. Lovely stuff. Stu? I am going for a 1-1 draw. 1-1. One, one. Interesting. I will go with Dykes for QPR. Okay. And to, to quote the uh, commentators on FIFA 22, for Nottingham Forest, I will go with Zinkernagel. <laughs> what? You know how there's always that one player on FIFA where you're like, nah, mate. That turns out it's him this time. He tries to put an accent on it. And it's like, I can see what you've done. But no. But it's wrong. See, and don't do it again. I I thought you were going for that thing of, like, so the 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 football games of the mid-90s, like uh, ISS Pro Soccer, and stuff like that, where they got all the dubbing sort of all over the place. So it'd be stuff like um, this game today is Greece versus Wales. But it'd be like, there'd be no sort of uh, regulation in the inflection of the, of the names and stuff like that. But it'd be weird. But I, I thought that's where you were going, but obviously... No, you it's just because all the people who did the commentary in the 90s were all on coke, so it just had zero <laughs> chill. What, they, were, they were employed by the WWF? <laughs> oh. Uh, that, that's the thoughts of Paul and not that of the podcast. We should probably point out. <laughs> they all have their they all have their pair of cocaine shades to do their uh, to do their promos behind. It's fine. <laughs> so, Stu Stu's uh, gone very much like what I've gone with. Uh, I've gone with Forest to win this one two one. Uh, I've gone with Dykes, Graben, of course. And Zinkenagel. So, Matt, tell us what's really going to happen in this game. It's manager kind of syndrome type thing, and the fact that you know he's kind of probably done a little bit dirty. He's done all right at Forest, uh, but I've gone two-one to Forest because um, they're. Don't want to do it twice on telly, be that bad. Uh, and then Lolly and Johnson for Forest. 
and Dicky for QPR because Oyster were apparently going to try and sign him in the summer and didn't. So I thought that's guaranteed to come and fuck you over at the end of it. Well, there we go. From Nottingham Forest to Hull City football. Hull City take on another city. Coventry. Stu, you will be forced to pick last. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, sod it. I'm going in. You know me, but you boys know me. I like to give the home team a chance, an advantage. But after a while I try and get a little bit more sensible sometimes and I'm really sorry Stu but I've gone with a 1-1 draw it's it's like 50-50 sort of I, I don't say Stu will be snapping your hand <laughs> off um, anybody want to guess who I've put down as a Hull City goal scorer extra point for you Matt uh, and I've gone Waghorn to score the other goal. Seeing as he's so vocal, Matt, tell us what you think is going to happen in this one. Martin Waghorn is like also almost the Adam Cole of football. You hear his name, ah, boo, boo him. Uh, <laughs> I have gone. Um, common, the, the commentary team will be sent back to commentary, but unfortunately they'll be taking three points with them. Uh, I've got them as uh, two-one winners. Um, Interesting. And I've gone for aforementioned Lewis Potter to score the whole uh, answer to Lewis Graben. Um And uh, I mean, once again, pronunciation corner at, uh, at the uh, at the football podcast. Gio Kenes for a brace. Interesting. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. That's it. <laughs> Go on, Paul, give us yours. So I, you you've both sort of guessed my pick there, because I was in, in between those two scores. So I'm gonna sort of combine them together and I'm going to go Hull 1, Coventry 3. Uh, I'll go McGuinness for Hull. I'll, I'll have Gyukoresh to get 2 and um, I think they've got a guy called O'Dowd. Uh, oh no, sorry, O'Hare. Callum O'Hare. Ex, ex Hull, I think, from looking from Stu, or is it? No. Have I maybe just trod on some toes there? <laughs> all, the from, all the way from York. <laughs> so, Stu, it's your team. You know them. You know them the bestest. So you well, tell us. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take your apology for picking the 1-1 draw, but I was already optimistically picking a 1-1 draw. So 1-1 was also my prediction. Um, however, for Hull, I have got Doherty. Um, 
from the highlights, and obviously use that word loosely of what I've seen from the Luton game, look like he put a bit of a shift in. So he's a he's, he must be due some reward somewhere. So let's let's try and get him in this game, and for no other reason other than the former uh, WWE superstar Sean, I have gone for O'Hare to score as well. Okay, there we go. Now, as is the way sometimes in this uh, world of technology, you are limited by that technology. So uh, we are going to take a short, very short commercial break. And uh, we will return after these messages. Be right back. Recording in progress. That sound, ladies and gentlemen, tells us we're back. Um, as I've said before, do buy the products from the uh, from the adverts. Uh, we get a little little bit of cheddar cheese kickback from uh, from uh, those blue pills that you'd no longer have to buy in petrol station toilets. Oh, I was just about I was about to follow that up with speak, but then I, I looked down and saw that it was uh, Middlesbrough versus Birmingham City. So. Uh, that's all the that's all the pick me up you need. Exactly. I've been to Middlesbrough. It's a lovely place. I've also been to Birmingham. Um, there, was, there was a bomb threat in Birmingham when I went. I thought, let's not make an improvement. So, <laughs> Middlesbrough versus Birmingham City. Paul, you can sit this one out because me. Stu and Matt, we got this one covered. Especially this guy, who knows 2-0 Middlesbrough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's happened before. I'll tell you how it's going to happen this time. Tavernier is going to stick one in the net. And then Spora is going to follow that bad boy up. There you go. Right there. It's done. In fact, I, I think we'll just move on to the next game. I don't think anybody else needs to pick anything. But, as I'm a generous, generous folk, how about Stu? Um, I have also got Borough scoring two goals, but the uh, the bad news for Paul is I've also got Birmingham scoring two goals. A Desmond! Going for a 2-2. Maverick! Uh, for, the, for the home side, I have gone for... One, Mr. Patrick McNair, and Ig Piazu, because it's been a while, so he needs to pull his finger out, he's due one. Uh, for the away side, I've got Graham, and uh, the Hulkster himself, Mr. Hogan, to score. Uh. Matt? for a very, very exciting one-all draw with Crooks to score for Borough and Troy Deeney to score for the Brummies. Uh, I'd forgotten he was there. Look at uh, the Chimbalese. Uh, oh, my chips and gravy. They're not northern enough for chips and gravy. I hope they take that back. Love 
Go on, Paul. Uh, just on the just on the West Midlands thing, there's apparently a thing called orange chips, uh, which are basically just battered chips. Can I see somebody got smashed and opened a packet of Watsits by accident? No. Nope. <laughs> just individual chips in batter. Strange. Anyway, right, so... It's not a, it's not a, a, a wide kind of part of it. The run, the run cast, it can't go on forever, can it? They can't keep winning every game two 0 for the for the rest of the time. So how about we just have just one more two 0 win? Isn't I'm gonna go a bit out there. First goal. George Friend own goal. You must really hate points. Or do I just love more points? Mm. Yeah, you're right. Um, uh, I also think uh, the big man up top is overdue goal, so I would also like to go for Uche Piazzu, please. You realise you don't get a point if he scores in your goal. No, but I do get the fact that Amy will be extremely excited that she could potentially just look at his arse on the highlight package or something like that. So. You shouldn't say package at that point. Oui. Oh, she's not bothered. She's not bothered about the front. All she's she's only bothered about the back. Moving swiftly. <laughs> She doesn't listen to this, does she? No. Anyway, she's anyway, she's forced to. Um, that's not it, though. That is not it. We've got more games, a whole host of games, three games. Um, and if if you didn't think, if you thought, you know, we're done with Middlesbrough for now, let's get on to some uh, Hull City or Nottingham Forest. You'd be wrong, because weirdly. Middlesbrough take on Luton Town, or in actual fact, Luton Town take on Middlesbrough. There you go. Yet again, Paul, you'll be going last. Stu? Yep. Um, well, as it was a 1-0 result at Luton, I've also gone for a 1-0, but this time for the away side so I've gone for Luton nil, Middlesbrough 1 and why not have Spora to score that goal See it's interesting that Stu, I really like what you've done there, I like it so much that I've gone uh, Middlesbrough 1 Luton nil, with Crooks to score that goal Matt I've gone the opposite direction because in doing my research I found out that Luton were fifth in the table which absolutely shocked me. Exactly. <laughs> so I've got Cornick and Berry. Berry, I think. Uh, to score for Luton. And what more to get one for Borough. Stu's favourite player. Yeah. We get a mention every week. 
<coughs> Sorry, did you go with a 2-1? Two, 2-1 one? Two, one to Luton, yeah. Berry and... Cornick. And for Borough? What more? I just wanted to double check. Didn't want to be doing anybody out of points. Paul! So, I'm just doing a little bit of digging because season before last when we played at Luton it was a 3-3 draw and I'm just trying to see if last season was a 1-1 draw because you might be able to see where I'm going with this one. Desmond? Yeah, just hang on. Hang on. Why, where's the game? This is... Madness. Uh, bollocks there. I think, I'm pretty sure it was a 1-1 draw last season, so I'm sticking out for a 2-2 just to complete the set. Okay. I need some looting scores, don't I? Balls. Um... Who's the fellow who scored against Hull? Adebayo. Yeah, I'll have him. Twice. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Um. Onya Dinma. And for the Borough? Sparaz hit a bit of a patch of scoring away from home, so I'll go for Sparaz to get two. Interesting. Love it. The Nottingham Forest boys are going to take on Sheffield United. So there's that. Um, I have gone with a 1 1 draw. Lewis Graban to get one and Sharp to get the other goal on the other side of the field. Paul, why don't you uh, jump straight back in? Um, uh, I like it. I'll, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down, Andrew. Really? I'm going to tweak it slightly and go for a 2 1 Forest win. Like it. I will have your identical goal scorers, but I will also add in Joe Lolly for Forest. Okay. Okay, Stoop. Um, I have gone also for a Forest win, but kind of then to mix and match your two's suggestions, I have gone for yeah 1-0 Forest with Graben. Okay, you're in the book. Matt? I have gone for a Desmond, so a two-each draw. Love it. Um, I've gone for Zinkenagel and Garner to score for Forest. And then it was a running joke last season because they were busy trying to sign loads and loads of Forest players. Um, so I've gone for the two that are definitely playing at the moment. Um, Billy Sharp 
And uh, Ben Osborne. There's also Ollie Burke as well, if anybody else kind of they they all all play for Sheffield United at the moment. Oh I saw something the other day which flipping the other way, apparently there uh, there was rumours that they're after Rian Brewster. Because obviously, you know, they're impressed with his uh, his goal scoring ability. Well, apparently, apparently Cooper did it. That's how he had his best season with Cooper when he was at, at Swansea. Swansea, yeah. one million pound transfer. That's like as long as we're not going to pay, yeah. What's this mate? Um, longer money for him, then I'm all right. Do do do. <laughs> Final game of the week, boys, and that game is West Bromwich Albion versus Hull City. So, Paul, you don't look happy. You look, you know, you know that Hull. Uh, no, sorry, that, that that Fulham versus Forest game from last weekend. We'll take that score. Maybe add a couple more to it. Six nil. I think this could be a bit of a tank, a tonking for all, unfortunately. Genuinely going six nil. Yeah. Okay. I'm hoping you are picking two goal scorers to score three goals because I've only got a little bot. Can I, I? I can pick two players to get hat tricks if you want. I mean that that'd be massively helpful. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to force your hand in any way. Let's let's save as much space. Well, it's just got a little. Think about the environment. You've got to save them trees. Yeah, the tricky ones. I'll be having you buying extra, buying up extra paper. Um, I should be I doing this digitally. For, um, uh, a Carlin Grant hat trick. Lovely. Uh, Snodgrass to get two. Lovely. And West Brom have got a centre half whose first name is Semi. I'm not. I'm not. Not going to pick him, am I? So stepping down for Ajayi. It, maybe it, you never know if he scores. If he scores against the uh, on. on on next next week, he might he might become full Ajay. <laughs> I felt. Oh no! Oh no! I believe Stu's screen has frozen. Oh no! <laughs> that's because he, he's using the dedicated screaming cushion. Um, oh, I I'm felt bad. I'm just waiting for him to basically sort of like put his hand down and then just pull up a giant bus who says. Fuck you, baby. <laughs> I I felt bad when I I, I, I had to bring myself to uh, put West Brom down to win, and I felt awful. But I just went with like one nil. <laughs> now I'm like, that 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 feels bad anymore. Uh, Windsor to score. The faces, the faces that he's pulling. I, I would be surprised if he's going something similar to me because yeah? he look, he looks almost unimpressed. I've taken his goal scorers off him or something like that. 
Matt? <laughs> I've gone... I've gone 3-0 West Brom. Uh, that is the look of someone stole this score. Uh, <laughs> We've not even given the poor bastard a goal and he's in the room. Virtually. Um, yeah, uh, so I've gone Hugel, uh, Grant and Mowat. Three goals. Between you all, you've all got elements of my prediction in. Um, don't feel bad for saying 1-0 Andy because I would, I, would, I would bet quite a lot of money that it's going to be definitely more than one. Um, so I have also gone for a 3-0 West Brom. I mean, Sky must be absolutely loving it at the moment. They, they must have this thing about picking teams that are just going to get their absolute pants pulled down for the entire 90 minutes against other sides at the moment. Championship. No offence, Matt, but it's 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 going to happen again next Wednesday. Um, but scorers-wise, Matt picked out Hugill that I had, and uh, Paul picked out the other two, which was Grant and uh, everybody's favourite West Ham money-grabbing bastard, Robert Snodgrass. <laughs> didn't uh, didn't take his sale well then. I mean, I thought he was always okay for Hull. Like, he was he was a decent winger, seemed to chip a few goals in, but like not not anywhere so, like proper like regular Premier League standard. And now he's in the championship, so there you go. Yeah. Robert Snodgrass is always the sort of the one that got away from me because I the, uh, I always felt that he was the sort of player that would have fit really, really well at Borough. And, strangely enough, when he signed for Leeds, apparently there was rumours doing the rounds that apparently Pools were in for it when he came. I think he came down from like Livingston or something like that when he signed for Leeds. And apparently, yeah, Pools would Pools had put a bid in like the week before. And then obviously when Leeds came in, it was like, yeah, he's obviously not going to go to I always think that if you see him in interviews, he's one of them guys that looks like he'd probably try and sell you a telly down the pub. <laughs> so, and that, that's that's about as glowing as a report as I can, uh, can possibly give. Paul also mentioned the fact that he used to play for Leeds, so, you know, fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that guy! <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Leeds can fuck off. So... <laughs> That is the uh, the predictions done. The book is closed for another week. Uh, so, we move directly into This Week in Football. A segment where we talk about what happened this week in football. Um, we like to hit the nail on the head with our segment naming. Um... I will, I will open the floor to you gentlemen. I believe there may be a little bit of sad news. So, uh, tissues at the ready. Um, yeah, it came out yesterday that um, we've had another, another great of the game pass away. Um, Walter Smith, who was a long-time Rangers manager, on I think a couple of different occasions actually, he had uh, two spells there, uh, passed away from, uh, he had cancer. Uh, and he passed away. I think he was only seventy-three. 
um, but he passed away yesterday. Um, lots of tributes came out, as is usually the case. Um, one of which um, was something I didn't, I didn't actually know, but apparently he did a he did a short term of the like a short spell of coaching. Um, at Man United when Alex Ferguson was still the manager and the Donny and it was when they just brought in Cristiano Ronaldo um, and apparently uh, I think it was Rio Ferdinand that said this but he said that he, he was doing the coaching one day and for I think he said for a two week period they agreed to do no fouls in training so as in not as in like they agreed to not foul each other the complete opposite so you could basically wipe a guy out and they wouldn't call it so apparently um, Cristiano Ronaldo in training normally would just do like loads of sort of step overs little flicks little tricks and stuff like that and obviously it just pissed people off so they just absolutely nail him and, uh, and apparently he'd just be there like sulking and was like you know I'm getting, I'm getting absolutely obliterated here blah 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 and then, I, and then Rio Ferdinand said it sort of changed his mentality to sort of become more, more of like a team player. So rather than try and sort of do like a step over and go past the player, he just passed the ball off and then moved to be in space and stuff like that. And Rio Ferdinand puts that down as the point in which Rio, Fer, um, sorry, Cristiano Ronaldo sort of took the next step in his career and went on to sort of become the player he's become. Um, and I just thought that was interesting that obviously... It's it's just a, it's a small anecdote, but it just sort of goes to show that like he, he was a really sort of switched on guy, and that he, he probably did that with that as the sort of end goal. He could obviously see that Ronaldo was his great player, but that he needed to become a bit more unselfish for the greater good of the team. And I think you know, there's probably loads of stories if you look deep enough for, for stuff like that across the across the board, but. That was uh, that was one that I uh, had seen about Walter Smith that I thought was uh, was quite a quite a good sign of uh, of the man himself. But yeah, sad. I think he was always uh, like a, a bit of a, like a mythical creature in a way. In a time where there wasn't like Sky Sports and the internet and stuff like that, he was a manager at Rangers at a time when they were totally dominant. I think there was I was listening to the tribute tonight at the start of the Rangers match. It's something like, he, he was involved, they've won like 50-odd championships. He's been involved in 13 of them. Which is just, <laughs> That's crazy. I know it's like a time when they had a lot of money and stuff like that. And I think the second thing is with him, like all on that kind of Cristiano Ronaldo kind of thing, it's kind of like the opposite end of the career, but he kind of, in a way, saved Gaza from just drifting out into kind of Absolutely. no man's land. Obviously fetched him back from uh, from Lazio. Lazio. Into, took him to to range the nerve. Then took him to Everton as well, didn't he? Which kind of gather a bit more of a, a little. Yeah, that was that was after he'd had about a two or three spell at Borough. Um, two or three years spell at Borough. He was he was he was the wrong side of thirty at that point. Like he was definitely getting on a bit, and he was definitely not the player that he was. But like you said, the, the sort of the the two or three years that he had at um, Rangers, he was arguably one of the best players in the league, you know, would tear it up and stuff. Obviously, he was playing for Rangers when he did that um, crazy goal for England against Scotland, um, 
which I'm pretty sure didn't get him any favours. <laughs> didn't do him any favours when he went back on there to start the season the year after and stuff like that. But um, yeah, just and he came. There was a there's a really nice tribute that um, Ali McCoy gave to him when he was on Talksport yesterday morning. Um, it's available all over Twitter and things like that. So if you get a, if you, if you get a chance to watch it, watch it because it is really good. Because he just goes into like, the bits about how he could say like he could sit there and just say that you know he was a great he was a great manager, a great coach and whatnot. But he sort of went the other way and was just like he just wanted to talk about the fact that he was a great family man, you know, a great husband, a great father, a great grandfather, and stuff like that. And it was just he gave more sort of insight into the sort of the man that he was. Um, and I always think that's that's a good sort of measure of of a football person when, when they sort of like talk about this like them outside of the game and that's always a big thing for me so yeah he'll, uh, he'll definitely be uh, he'll be missed and another thing Ali, Ali McCoy said as well was that he, uh, in a sort of a strange one he was sort of maybe not well liked by Celtic fans but Celtic fans certainly respected him for what he'd given to the game and things like that and you don't see that very often up there so yeah Very sad, but it sounds like some nice tributes coming in. Um, any more football news? Anything going on of of merit? Well, well, we, we can't we can't really let it let the week pass without discussing a certain fixture that took place last Sunday in the, a certain northwestern town or city, should I say? Sorry. Um, which has got a lot of tongues wagging as to the uh, managerial status of uh, of someone in the red side of Manchester. Yes, he is indeed at the wheel, Stuart. But um, I imagine uh, one of your mates might have had a few things to say in the last couple of days about that particular uh, situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously, what Paul Paul's alluding to. And again, as I alluded to, another team that have had their pants pulled down on live television, um, in that Manchester United lost not just 2 or 3-0, but 5-0 at home with fans leaving at half-time to Liverpool, which to them is the, you know, why not use vinegar for aftershave after you've just... uh, yeah, you know. just 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 straight up and raise that face, and then just throw some salt on it. Just rub it in nicely, tasty. <laughs> but yeah, they're without without question their most hated rivals, and that one will have stuck. On on the day of recording, I have actually um, spent time with uh, my friend Gaz, who's a lifelong Man United fan uh, today, and his his entire sort of outlook on the whole situation, not just. That, that one result but the season as a whole was that there's just something strange happening at the moment at Man United and he can't put his finger on what that is exactly um, but there's like whether it's Solskjaer manages to pull that one result out of the bag to just hang on to his job for a little bit longer or whatever it may be I mean Paul's got his hand up but I'm still talking so um, but genuinely for me personally I feel like everything seemingly has gone to shit big time since Ronaldo arrived. Exactly! 
That is exactly the point I was just going to make. So, obviously, in the summer, they had a list of transfer targets. Obviously, Jaden Sancho was pretty much number one on that list. They got him. Brilliant. Sorted. Arguably, you could have you could have said that outside of that, they maybe needed to sign an out-and-out centre-forward to take the pressure off of um, Rashford, Greenwood and Cavani. Obviously, Cavani's not fit enough to play a full season. Well, he's not, it's not that he's not fit enough, he's just old. Um, he's never going to play a full season. Greenwood's still developing. Whilst he's a great player, and no doubt will become a top-level player, he's still developing. You probably don't want to risk him every game. And obviously, Rashford was injured, and has only just come back in, into the team within the last couple of weeks. So, there was obviously talk of them trying to get Haaland. There was people mentioning whether they could attempt Kane out of Spurs and things like that and then obviously everything went out of the window as soon as Ronaldo became available and it came out that Man City were interested that completely ruined everything and if I'm being honest I don't think Man City ever were interested in Cristiano Ronaldo I think we might have even discussed this on the podcast when he signed Um, it was a case of if they could get him it would be a massive to Man United. So they were just like, why, why wouldn't we? And it's almost pushed United to spend money they didn't want to spend on a guy they don't really need because he's, because he's looked at as a club legend. Very strange for me. Um, and he's kind of just ripped up the whole team ethos. And like it's almost become a bit of a circus around him now. But it, it's it's not it's not just that it's like it's this strange kind of flip flopping to deflect it all away from him because like one minute he's walked off down the tunnel and he hasn't spoken to Solskjaer the next minute he's not saying anything bad about him but he's not necessarily saying anything good about him either and then like the latest one after the weekend apparently come out and sort of not not praised him necessarily but said that he's, he's you know he's, he's committed to the manager and stuff and it's like well. Make your mind up, pal, because it's one of them three, and I think it's in by his actions, it's certainly leaning more towards the he's he's got an agenda. Um, but another thing you, you mentioned, Jaden Sancho, there it just reminded me when, when I was talking to uh, to Gary earlier today. Like I, I and I can't agree more with what you said about the the way that he, he, he came around, um, and it's like like Gaz was saying that obviously that that Cavani was in place. The guy who predominantly scores most of his goals from inside the box. They've got, they've, they've gone out and got their target in Sancho, the guy who essentially they're signing to provide the chances within the box. And he's, he's not even playing him now that Ronaldo's there. Like he's not even getting a look in. But um, another thing, another thing that Gaz had said was that it also with all the hoo-ha around Ronaldo, kind of took the focus possibly away from getting rid of some some people as well. everything went into signing him but not enough they didn't get enough out the door either so they've got a lot of deadwood obviously um, Fred is, is his particular favourite having made zero tackles in 90 minutes the other night for him I mean for a defensive midfielder that is that is a disgraceful start and that that's that's bad enough if you played in a team like Aston Villa if you're playing for a team like Man United you, and your and your one job is to sort of be the destroyer in that midfield to sort of like break up play, break up play from the other team. 
and you can't even make one tackle. That's that's piss poor. And fifty million quid he cost them or more when they signed him. Bad business for me. When Jordan Henderson's reading a ball with the outside of his foot through your midfield and through your defence, there's something wrong. Because I saw that and I thought, oh, right, here we go. Sky Sports are going to show that till the end of time because it's their favourite things altogether. Liverpool and Jordan Henderson. <laughs> and all you could think was, Christ, that's terrible. How how do you how do you play? Thirty yards was it that pass? And no one even got close to it. Um, yeah, Ronaldo. Ronaldo's a circus now. And the best thing that everybody could have done was stay well away and let him fuck off to America um, because. That's the best place for him now. He can go and be a star on a team and pretend that, you know, do the Zlatan kind of, like, understated Zlatan kind of thing that he does now. Uh, yeah, I, I, it, it's a bizarre thing because they've just completely messed up the team. But it's hilarious as well, so. <laughs> just, just one final thing on the Sancho thing. Um, apparently... Sky Sports Germany um, flashed up a graphic calling him, uh, they call me 007 and obviously had a mock-up of him wearing a James Bond style get-up because obviously he's got zero goals and zero assists from seven appearances. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a unique thing that Solskjaer's managed to do. He's managed to wreck two very talented young midfielders in the past two seasons because Van der Beek is a shell of a shell of a I was going to say a shell of a player he looks like a shell of a man bless him what? I mean surely sure like the, sure like the chairman or someone there should be saying so we we, need, we absolutely had to spend 40 million on this guy did we that's got like what about 8 minutes game time since he's come in what are we doing terrible Anything else from the world of footballing news? Other than me. No? Any other business, gentlemen? Anything you want to send these lovely people on their way with? Get get yourself down to some games. Support Support your local football team, even if it's amateur. Put some money in their coffers. Unless you're a Derby fan. And on that final shot, we shall end it there. Thank you to you gentlemen for helping to take these lovely people through the somewhat choppy waters of the football world. Tune in next week as we find out what weird scores we can pull out of the six predicted games. And who will win the week or will it be another draw? The only way to find out is by tuning in. So we shall see you then. Bye for now. So there you go. What do you think of that? Big thanks to Paul, Matt and Stu. And a big thanks to you for listening. Special big thanks if you are one of our lovely subscribers. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. But you can also jump over to our website, thecookiecast.com. And you can drop us a line. Let us know how you're getting on. And if you want something reading out, we will do it. That's it for this one. 
until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.